presented by TikTok. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Manavalan. The latest on the failure of Silicon Valley Bank, plus the House GOP readies its first big agenda push, a massive energy bill. Here are the big things we're watching on Tuesday, March 14th. The fallout from the failure of Silicon Valley Bank and two others continued to dominate the news and political ecosystems yesterday. The FDIC will once again seek to auction Silicon Valley Bank's assets. Andrew Ackerman from the Wall Street Journal scooped. After the first attempt this past weekend yielded no buyer that regulators approved. Now, with the firm declared systemic, officials believe the failed bank could be a more desirable target for rival banks. Similar midsize and regional banks took a beating in the stock market yesterday, with about a dozen of them triggering a temporary pause in trading as investors reassessed how much such lenders were worth. Among the hardest hit, First Republic, Western Alliance, Keycorp, and Comerica. The Fed announced it would launch an investigation into its oversight and regulation of SVB. Vice Chair Michael Barr will lead the internal review and put out findings by the start of May. When it comes to the political fallout, Sungmin Kim and Fatima Hussein from the Associated Press report that this moment of possible crisis in the banking industry amounts to a major test of President Joe Biden's leadership and ability to maintain stability. Though he said privately that he won't stage a 2008 repeat with big bank bailouts, the pair write that administration officials believe that this time they had to act substantively. Republican reactions tracked along some familiar fault lines. Some Republicans blamed wokeness in the finance industry without much sign of a real link while others blasted the Biden administration's move as a bailout. House Financial Services Chair Patrick McHenry continued to say he had confidence in officials' ability to steer through the crisis. Democratic reactions, while largely supportive of the Biden administration, showed some fractures too. Politico's Zachary Warmbrot notes that Senator Elizabeth Warren and former Representative Barney Frank, who were two key architects of the post-2008 system of Wall Street regulation, diverged. Frank blamed problems in the cryptocurrency industry, while Warren, like many other Hill Democrats, pointed at Trump-era reforms. House Republicans are set to embark on a multi-week stretch of ups and downs, starting today with the release of a massive energy package authored by House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, aimed at boosting domestic oil and gas production, lowering consumer costs, and drawing a sharp contrast with the Biden administration's pivot to green energy. The legislation will be designated HR1, underscoring how the energy issue is a central plank of the GOP agenda following a campaign cycle dominated by soaring gasoline, electricity, and heating fuel prices. While the House is expected to clear the bill by month's end, the GOP faces a rockier road on the other side. With the debt ceiling deadline looming, Republicans are already fretting about how they're going to write a budget that balances in 10 years, as Speaker Kevin McCarthy promised conservatives during his campaign for the gavel, let alone pass one with only a four-seat majority. Let's unpack both of these items. The Lower Energy Costs Act will comprise more than 20 bills, including proposals 
to boost fossil fuel production, ease environmental reviews of energy projects, and reduce reliance on Chinese materials used in things like solar panels and electric vehicles. While Republicans are confident their energy pitch is a political winner, their rollout was upended this week by the Biden administration's approval of a controversial Alaskan oil project, an announcement that is both infuriating the Democratic base and dulling the GOP's energy attacks. Predictably, Scalise and other Republicans say the approval of the ConocoPhillips Willow project is too little too late. Scalise noted that prices at the pump are still 40% higher than when Biden took office. Speaker McCarthy last week blasted Biden's budget proposal as not serious while criticizing his fiscal arithmetic. But when it comes to crafting a GOP fiscal blueprint, the speaker's got his own math issues. Balancing the budget in 10 years is difficult enough, with a $16 trillion gap to fill. But McCarthy's decision to rule out cuts to Social Security and Medicare, the largest federal programs, and possibly defense spending makes the task virtually impossible. The Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget ran the numbers. Absent budgetary gimmicks, they write, Republicans would have to make cuts so large that it would require the equivalent of ending all non-defense appropriations and eliminating the entire Medicaid program just to get to balance. McCarthy has a second math problem, his slim majority. Passing a budget will inevitably mean forcing swing district members to back unpopular spending cuts. Or, one senior House Republican told us, moderates will be forced to walk the plank. Technically, Republicans don't have to pass a budget, but GOP leaders know failing to do so would be a massive embarrassment for a party that campaigned on fiscal responsibility. What's more, senior Republicans see it as a test to vote ahead of the debt ceiling drama. While the budget won't include many policy specifics, it will outline some cuts Republicans will demand to raise the borrowing cap while showing whether the House GOP can unite on fiscal issues. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 2 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will leave San Diego for El Monte, California arriving at 3.05 p.m. Afterward, Biden will speak about reducing gun violence at the Boys and Girls Club of West San Gabriel Valley in Monterey Park, California. At 7.10, Biden will leave El Monte for Las Vegas, arriving at 8.40 p.m. And at 10 p.m., Biden will take part in a DNC reception in Las Vegas. The Senate will meet at 3 p.m. to take up Brent Neiman's Treasury nomination with a cloture vote at 5.30. The House is out today. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Monavalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. TikTok is building systems that are tailor-made to address concerns around data security, overseen by U.S.-based teams specifically tasked with managing all access to U.S. user data and securing the TikTok platform. We're committed to protecting your personal data while still providing you with the global TikTok experience you love. To learn more, visit tiktok.com safety.